Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. We're still on this series. We call it Identity Theft. And what we're really talking about is having our true identity live big in us. You know, it's like that show, uh, what is it called, To Tell the Truth, when at the end of the show they say, will the real so-and-so please stand up? Well, that's what we're saying. Will the real you please stand up? You know, who you are in Christ, that's the real you, the real you. And uh, we're, we're going to really, we're going to go next week on this series too as we conclude with uh, talking about how baptism fits into our identity and, and it seems like a perfect fit. And, and, um, but I, I've got some things I want to share today and I'm going to be mindful of time because at the conclusion today I want to have Pastor Stephen get up and just share some thoughts that, that, that he's had and, and uh, you know, we're just, we're packing it in. We're packing it in here. And let me say this, too, just because I don't want first service to be out of the loop. Uh, at the end of the second service today, Pastor Dan and I are going to get in the car, and we're going we're to go down to Tulsa for the week, and we're attending uh, a few days of the camp meeting down there. So just so you know, we're out of the office this week, and, and uh, pray for Pastor Stephen and Kara. They're, they're, they're carrying a lot of load lately. And, uh, but then the next week, they're going to pack up, and they're going to go to New York, for a Hillsong conference. Man, I tell you, New York. Tulsa or New York, huh? No. <laughs> but in any case, they're, they're, you know, it's important. It's important, you know, for everybody. Everybody needs to get away, and it may not be to New York, it may not be to Tulsa. Sometimes you just need to go on a walk. Get away, clear your head. I, I found this in living that when I get away, it's a position where it's easier to hear God about life, you know? So when I go away, you know, sometimes, man, it can just be going to a movie with Pastor Stephen. You know, it is crazy how many times I go to a movie and God will speak to me. Because I just get away from everything that's normal, you know? You say, it sounds like the movie is normal for you. Anyway, really it isn't. And, and um, you know, it's just getting away from from the busyness of life is beneficial for everyone. And uh, we're going to do our best not to be too busy in Tulsa, but there's a lot to do for sure, a lot of meetings. But it'll be good. It'll be really good. So in 1 Timothy 6.17, we're going to start here this morning. I better get started. And um, talk about what we have today. Where I'm going today, you know, in all these messages, you know, again, I'll just go refer to the what we've had on the screen is a, is a guy, I'm, I'm messing with the media department this morning, but uh, I tell you, you guys are so good, I appreciate you. Man, Kelly is, you know, you've been doing it so long, you kind of know my nod and everything. <laughs> Joe, you got, you got her down. So anyway, this screen is a, a picture of what we're talking about and how that the world out here the world out here. Now, I, when I say that, I'm not even talking about what the church would have deemed as, as sin, okay? I'm not even talking about blatant sin out here, trying to get into your head and get into your life. I'm talking about the busyness out here. I'm talking about pressures out here. I'm talking about all these subtle influences that come across our life and they try to 
rob our identity. They try to make us some, you know, we, they try to make us live and act like somebody who we're really not. And, and, and so much to the effect that sometimes we see the real us and it's, it's almost alarming. We go, no way, could that be? Yeah, it could be. You're everything Jesus said you are. You're everything the Bible says you are. You can do all these things. They're all prepared, prepaid. Do you like things prepaid? It's been my new uh, thing about going to the movies now, is we're prepaying. We're prepaying. And it's like, you know, you get on the old Fandango, they call it. And you get on that thing, and, and you pick out your seat, and you just go, and it's like, I don't have to think again. That's a nice thing. You just walk, and it's prepaid. Well, you know what? In Christ, this, all this stuff has been prepaid. It's who you are. It's the real, the real you. You know, we should be more aware of the real us, more aware of God than all these other things so that those other things alarm us. We go, oh, that's not who I am. You know, even sickness tries to come on us. Well, that's not me at all. I will not identify with that. I'm the healed. All right, 1 Timothy 6, 17. All right, I'll be good this time, guys, okay? 1 Timothy 6, 17. Paul said this. He said, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty or nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. So here what Paul was saying to the church, basically to the church, to Timothy and to the church, he's saying this. He says, danger, danger. I want you to warn people there's a danger. What's the danger? Well, the danger isn't having riches, okay? Paul wasn't saying don't be rich. Paul wasn't saying don't have a savings account. Paul wasn't saying, you know, don't have any money in your pocket or anything like that. But he was saying is don't put your trust in that. Don't trust in something out here. Trust in who's in here, okay? Put your trust in here. This stuff out here can change overnight, but who lives inside you, man, he isn't going to change. You know, evil can come upon the world, but who lives in us, I'll tell you what, he's overcome all that stuff. And, and so, so what, what Paul was saying, man, is, hey, don't get your identity. Don't get your security from out here. Get it from the inside. In Proverbs 22.2, I'm just going to read this one quickly. It says, the rich and the poor have this in common. Lord is maker of them all. You know, I, 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 don't have nothing, I don't have nothing in common with that rich person. Well, yeah, you do. God. 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 God lives big in you. God is the maker of who you are. God can be real to you when you don't have a nickel in your pocket. God can be real to you, you know, if you have a million dollars. I don't know if that would fit in your pocket. But, but you know, you'd look kind of weird. But in any case, you could have that in the bank. So get your identity from the inside out. What I'm going to talk about this morning is insecurity. Insecurity. Anybody ever dealt with insecurity? I mean, every one of us have. Everyone have. You know, uh, you know it, can be, it can come out in different ways, but, but you know, it's, it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's, it's, it's a, an outward force that is familiar to everybody. Some of us have been better in, in, in avoiding it and dodging it, but it's knocked on all of our doors before. To, insecure, to be insecure in the, I, I don't know which one this is, it's a Google definition, I guess, is to be subject to fears, to doubts, 
not to be self-confident. You've ever not been self-confident? Maybe it's the people that are in the room that make you feel insecure or not confident in yourself. Um, that, that's insecurity. Not being confident, not being certain, uneasy, anxious. All that stuff is insecurity. And, and all that stuff, again, is that, that white noise out there trying to come in you, okay? Now, let me look at a story that's, that's, that's kind of familiar, Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, there's this story about two women and Jesus. One's name is Mary, and one's name is Martha. And, and just let me read it to you in Luke 10, 38. And uh, it, it starts out like this. It says, now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister who was called Mary, her name was Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted. Did you hear that word? Distracted. Distracted with what? Well, with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone and therefore tell her to help me? And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Do you hear that? You're worried and troubled about many things. What had happened again is the outside had gotten a hold of her inside. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Now let me just say this. I'm not going to spend a long time on this story, but I want to tell you this. I'm not reading this to bash Martha. Okay? Honestly, I'm glad this is in the Bible because just like we talked about insecurity, every one of us have had temptations to be a Martha in life. Okay? It isn't just that Martha was, Martha was probably a great person. Probably is the kind of person you'd want on your team. She was the kind of person that was down to the details that everybody else would forget and, and she'd pull things together. But no matter who you are, putting all your attention on things out here. Now, again, that doesn't mean you just sit back in your lazy boy and let everything slide. Glory to God. No. Uh, no, no, it isn't talking about that. It's talking about what's controlling you. What's controlling you? <sighs> you know, I lo- the word, I-, I stopped on this word, and, and you know, it can, it can come up in, in other scenarios, it doesn't have to be when you got company coming to your house, you know. And what pressure would that be? You got Jesus coming, you know. I mean, you know, you might have a president coming to your house, or you might have the, the principal of the school coming to your house. That might cause some pressure, you know. I mean, you know, you want everything right, and, you know, and growing up, you know, there was a time we lived with my grandmother, and, and I mean, she was always wanting everything right. I remember she used to do this trick on the tablecloth when company was coming. She'd, she'd put her finger at the bottom of it, and she'd measure here, and then she'd run to the other side of the table, and she'd see if it was exactly right. Nobody else has ever done that, I bet, in, in the world. But my grandmother used to do that, and, you know, and, and I'd see her fuss and everything. But here's Jesus coming to the house. And again, it wasn't that you don't want to measure your tablecloths. It isn't like that. But don't let this pressure consume you. Don't identify with all that stuff out here. Jesus said this. He said, Martha, you're troubled and, and, and worried and cumbered about. And, you know, you're, you're being taken control of, Martha, by many things. But you see, Mary chose the good part. She chose the good part. What was the good part? It was tuning in to Jesus. 
tuning in to right where, you, right where you're at today. Tune in to him. Tune in to him. All right, so, you know, insecurity is a thief and it's a robber. So insecurity, this is really deep. Hold on now. Hold on to your chairs. Insecurity is the opposite of security. And the reason we have insecurity is because we've tried to get security from the wrong place. Okay? And, and uh, so Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, one of my favorites, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I'll tell you, it's an insecure world we live in. But in an insecure world, we can walk with confidence. We can walk with assurance. We can do this by tapping into him. I, I've been reading Psalm 91 this week. I'm not going to read it right now, but I'm telling you what, you should live in that chapter. You know, it's all about living. Psalm 91 to me is all about living in his presence. You know, and it's such an example of things going wild all around you. I mean, he's got people shooting arrows and all kinds of stuff going on. But he's walking secure. He's walking secure in the day, walking secure in the night, walking secure when there's problems, walking the same all the time because just like, you know, really we read during the offertory, he's learned to be independent of circumstances and dependent on God. Where I'm going to go is Psalm 23. Because it's, it's another classic. Again, where do we get our security today? We get it from him. In Psalm 23, has anybody ever read this before? I mean, this is, this is pretty, pretty cool. If you haven't, I'm sure you have. Anyway, Psalm 23, it says this, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Isn't that amazing? Man, you could stop right there. The Lord is my shepherd. You know, what's a shepherd? It's the dude that goes out before the sheep, takes care of the sheep, you know, protects the sheep. And, and, and the writer here says, man, because he is that to me, I don't have any need. I don't have want. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to fear no evil. Why is it? Because you're with me, Lord. Say that with me. Say, you're with me, Lord. Right now, he's with you. And today, when you leave this place, he's with you. God doesn't just live in this building. Did you guys know that? He lives, he lives where you're at. When you walk in the room, God walks in the room. Wherever you go, I'm telling you, he's there and he's real. He's real. No phony baloney with him. I like that. Yeah, he's real. He's real. And, and, and he says, even uh, you're with me for your rod and your staff. They comfort me. He isn't looking to pound on you. He's there to comfort you and to protect you. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Some people can be affected by who's in the room. Well, here he's saying this. You could walk into a room that's full of your enemies, people that want to spit at you, people that want to eat you up. But he says, man, I'll make a table before him and walk in before, for, with you, and I tell you, you got nothing to fear. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup 
runs over. I tell you, there's no limits with God. There's no limits with Him. When He pours the cup, He isn't, he isn't being miserly. He's not just barely getting, getting along. He fills the cup till it's full and overflowing. Drives Dana crazy because she doesn't like things overflowing, doesn't like cups spilling in the table, you know. But I tell you what, she's, she can put her trust in Jesus, man. He'll make even spills look good. Man, I tell you, woo. Nice. And he says this, he says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. All right, I read this book years ago, and, and uh, the guy's name was Keller, actually. Uh, no, I don't think is a relation. But he, 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 he gave insights uh, to the 23rd Psalm and the shepherds. It's, it's called the shepherd's view of 23rd Psalm was the book I read. And basically, I'm just telling you where I got this stuff from that I'm going to share with you in the next two, three minutes here. Sheep got their water sources in the days of, of this psalm. You know, you read it today, and I tell you, there's electronic stuff, and there's all kinds of new gadgets to get people sheep their water. But in the day that this was written, sheep got their waters from basically three sources. One is, the first one they got it from was the dew on the grass. Have you looked out in the yards this, you know, in the, the recent days? I'm telling you what, we're talking some heavy dew. In fact, if I was writing it today, I'd say, you could get your water by licking my window. <laughs> you know, they have fogged up. And, and, uh, but, it, you know, sheep would get their, their moisture, they'd get their water from one source was from just dew on the grass. In Proverbs 8, 17, as I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. Here's the thing is God's presence is not hiding from you. He's looking to show himself in your life. You know, don't be afraid. Don't think you're somebody who's going to miss out. Don't think, well, everybody else seems to know God. I don't know. You know, isn't it funny that, that the devil, the devil makes our experiences with God sometimes seem less significant than other people's. You know, you hear about people getting saved. Wow, you know, I tell you, I, I went forward at the altar call and it was just like lightning struck and I was just shaking all over. And, oh, and you know, I turned green and blue and then I was all right again. And I just, all I did was, was pray and I had peace. I don't know if what I got was real, you know. I tell you, ever, you've never had that thought. You know, maybe you've had the other one. Maybe you had, who knows. But, but I tell you what, God wants to make himself real to you. Don't doubt his presence in your life. Don't underestimate your experiences with God. He's trying to get it to you, not keep it from you. Deuteronomy 4.29, it says, But from there you'll seek the Lord your God, and you'll find him if you seek him with all your heart, with all your soul. Here's the deal, man. Go whole hog on this thing. You know what I'm saying? Go whole hog on this thing. What, do you, what does that mean? Is that, is that an Iowa term, Jody? I, you know, uh, farming like that? I don't know. But in any case, jump in there, man. Get right into his presence. Say, I, I believe God's real. I'm spending time with him. Well, you know, don't, don't, don't go. here's where your mind might go. That means I'm just going to sit there all day in my knees and... Well, man, you'll, you, you, you'll, you'll fail. You'll fail at that. But take a couple minutes whenever you think about it and just, just get quiet. Last night before I went to bed, I just laid in bed, you know, 
Dana, Dana, I could tell she was asleep, and, and, and I just laid there, and I thought, I'm just going to think about God and how real he is. I said, wow, and you live in me. You're the God of miracles. You live in me. You live in me. You're right here with me now. What do I have to fear? You know, I talked to myself. Yeah, he probably didn't even get surprised that I talked to myself, huh? First Chronicles 16, 9, it says, Sing to him, sing psalms to him. Talk of his wondrous works, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those rejoice uh, who seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Then in Psalm 34, verse 10, I'll just read this. It says, The young lions... They lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Where does security come from? It comes from knowing God. It comes from being more aware of Him than the pressure outside. You can apply this wherever you're at today, wherever you're at. Let me tell you this, there's no substitute for heaven's due. No substitute for heaven's due. You've got to get it from him, and, and you've got to get it. Um, all right, and uh, the second place that, that was listed that sheep get, get water from is from deep wells. Deep wells. You've got a deep well within you. Isaiah 12, verses 1 through 3. It says, and in that day you'll say, O Lord, I'll praise you. Though you are angry with me, your anger is turned away and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I'm going to trust and not be afraid. Yeah, the Lord is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And therefore, with joy, will you draw water from the well, the wells of salvation. So what am I saying here? Take time daily to drink of his presence. Take time daily to drink from the wells of salvation. You know, oh, I'm so busy. I don't, yeah, that's the best time to do it. Take time daily. Do you know that, that doctors say this? I didn't say this. Doctors say this. In fact, you Google this stuff. They'll tell you you should drink uh, eight glasses of water a day. Eight glasses of water every day. Isn't that something? Well, there's something here spiritually too. You should drink. I'm not telling you to drink eight glasses of God every day. You know, I started doing this years ago. Is first thing in the morning when I wake up, first thing I do is, uh, is I, I drink a glass of water. As before coffee even. In fact, Dana's got a new thing now. For every glass of coffee she drinks, she drinks or a cup of coffee, she drinks a, a glass of water to equalize it. So I'll tell you what your hobby becomes. But anyway, <laughs> figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> you need to drink water. Spiritually speaking, you need to drink of him. Third way that, that sheep got, got uh, moisture, got water, was springs or streams. Springs or streams. Psalm 46, 1 through 5, says, God is our refuge and our strength. I like this. He says he's a very present help in time of trouble. You know, God isn't just for the good days. You know, things can fall apart quickly. But let's, let's believe this, man, with God, they can come together even quicker. 
They can, man, there can be a turnaround. I've had days like that where it looks like the whole world has, has you know, crumbled before me. And then, man, God shows up and boom, it's all, it's all together in a right way. Therefore, we'll not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried to the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There's a river whose streams shall make, the, make glad the city of God, the holy place of his tabernacle, the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Man, being refreshed, being full, being aware of him. Let me read one verse, and, and I'm going to close. I'm going to have Pastor Stephen come on up. Um, there's many we could read, but Proverbs 1.33, it says, He who listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without the fear of evil. Isn't that what we're talking about today? God's speaking things to our lives. If we'll take time to be aware of him, if we'll take time to listen to him, I'm telling you what, there's a place we can live, there's a place we can walk, where we're secure without any fear of evil. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Have your way here. Pastor Stephen. I love this theme that God seems to be bringing forward of how quickly or quicker God can turn around something that's been made a hot mess. You know, I think sometimes when, when we're progressively finding ourselves enter into pain or enter into sickness or whatever you know sometimes sometimes that seems to have lasted so long that we think that the recovery has to be equally as long and man i love that i feel like god's just really speaking that out today is is don't don't limit god like that you know don't get condemned if it takes more than a moment but don't limit god to to whatever time frame you know the doctor's even given you you know, and be, be wise, obviously, if the doctors give you, hey, don't go lift 100 pounds, then you know what, maybe you shouldn't go lift 100 pounds right now, you know. But that being said, don't limit God. Amen? Cool. Well, hey, uh, this, this is a very, very quick mini sermon that I'm about to dish out to you, okay? Uh, you know, Pastor Paul, I love it because really he's talking about insecurity and even talked about the movies. Wow, you really opened this up for me, didn't you? I appreciate that. Uh, but you know, so one of those days that Pastor Paul and I, we were escaping uh, the, the chaos and the, the busyness of life, you know, we went to go see a movie. How many of y'all like going to see movies? Yeah? Uh, you know, I, I really liked going to movies when I was in middle school. You know, but I think that had less to do with the movies and more to do with, like, chasing girls and all that crazy stuff, you know. But when I became an adult, you know, and I started going to these theaters, uh, I'm kind of a guy that needs my, my space, you know. You might not know that about me. You might, you know, you might be one of the people receiving a hug from me, and you're like, oh, really? That dude has a bubble? Yeah, I have a bubble, believe it or not. And, you know, so I started analyzing this, and, and small noises really, really, really bug me. You know, so if I'm trying to focus on something and there's noises going on, it just drives me off the wall. And of course, movie theaters, what do they have? You know, they serve them like Reese's Pieces, and what do they serve them in? A bag 
like the most crinkly sounding thing of all time, right? You know, so as, as I got older, I started analyzing this whole thing, like, why am I submitting myself to this situation? You know, where I'm crammed next to people, I'm hearing noises I don't really want to hear, I don't know where I'm going to be sitting, I don't know where my spot is, all that, you know? And so for a little while, honestly, I let up, you know, not to say I never went to a movie, but then, you know, time goes by, and Pastor Paul and Dana, they go on a double date with Rob and Liz Hunt here from Liberty. And, you know, they introduce them to this theater. Now, this, this isn't an advertisement for a theater, okay? We're not getting, you know, <laughs> any, any, any whatever that is, you know. But, but they went to go see a movie with them, and they introduced them to this theater where every chair is a leather electric recliner. Whoa, baby. You know, and there's a good foot between you. You know, and I was like, man, that's incredible, you know, and I, I hardly believed it when they went to this. I was like, nah, you guys are just talking it up, you know, but for the most part, I really, I really trust their judgment. So we're like, okay, we'll give this thing a shot. So we go with them for the first time, you know, and it was awesome. I was like, wow, this is incredible. I'm like, we aren't shoulder to shoulder, you know, there's some space between us. It's, it's this great, guys. If you want to bring your kids, you could seriously recline all the way back and just go to bed. For real. It's not like air, it's not airplane recline. You know how they give you that button and you go back like, I, I don't even know, what, like half an inch? Why do they even give us that button? I feel like it's a sick joke, you know, like, oh, you're going to enjoy this space that we give you. It's like, you're not giving me any more space, you know, like, why do they tell me I have to put that up before we land? What's this half inch going to do? Anyways, sorry, that's my rant, you know, but one of the things that, that I proceeded to find out about this theater is that I could purchase my exact seat ahead of time. My exact seat. Check this out. I can go online like, like three, four days before time, okay? And I see a map of the specific theater that I want, and I get to pick my seats. That's beautiful. Because then here I am. I walk in, and you know the way I walk in? I walk in secure. That's how I walk in that place. I'm like, I know where I'm going. I know the exact seats. Yo, D13 and D14 off limits. Not for you. Unless I'm, unless I'm not going to be there. Then you can have D13 and 14. Just kidding. Or unless you want to go see a movie with me. Then D13 and 14 are all there. You know, but... I know exactly where I'm going, I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, I know when the movie starts, I know the space I'm going to have, all of that, I'm feeling pretty secure, right? So here Pastor Paul and I are, we, I, I'm grateful that we have a similar mindset, we're at this movie way earlier than we need to be, you know, especially because we have reserved seats, but, you know, they're not in danger, everything's going to be okay, you know, but so we're sitting there, we probably get in the theater 10 minutes before the, the real previews start. You know, we're watching those really boring ones about, you know, cars and stuff. And I'm sitting there, I'm feeling good, you know? I'm like, cool, we're away from the world. This is great, you know? Got the recline going, you know? And then this couple walks in, you know? And they're, they're coming in from the right-hand side. I'm like, hmm. The minute I see these people, I'm like, hmm. You know, so they, they, they obviously are new to this experience because they're holding their tickets like right up to their face, you know, trying to see where they're supposed to sit. And so, you know, they start to gradually inch their way towards our row. They walk up the steps and my heart starts pattering, you know, and then they start walking down our row. And I'm like, 
what's going on right now, you know? And so they, they, they are looking at the numbers on the seats to make sure that they're, they're, they're finding their seats. And obviously they're having a difficult time with this, but they even went so far as to look at the number on my seat. And, you know, y'all are probably wondering, what does any of this have to do with God? You know, what was interesting is so finally, you know, they're a little huffy puffy and I get it, you know, because they didn't get the whole rigmarole, maybe they didn't do their research, maybe the person at front didn't really tell them exactly how the system worked, whatever, you know. Uh, but they, they're still a little huffy-puffy, and they go and they sit down, and it's obvious that they're still kind of uncertain that they're seated where they're supposed to be seated. And, you know, so the real previews start. And this is the beautiful thing, like Pastor Paul said, you know, sometimes when you get away from all the craziness and distractions, God will show you something. You know, so here I am, I'm in the middle of the previews, and, and God really speaks to my heart. I, this thought just comes to my head, and it's obviously not my own. But it was, why was their insecurity making you insecure? And I was like, huh. Why was the, the huffy puffiness out here somehow making me huffy puffy in here? You know, it, it was strange. I knew I was where I was supposed to be. I knew I was seated where I was supposed to be seated. I knew I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yet for some reason, these people being confused about all that, having some insecurity in their own situation, made me insecure about my seat. Isn't that interesting? Can any of y'all relate to that ever? You see the wildness going on out here, and it makes you insecure about what you're doing? Now, how does this relate to God? Well, one, I mean, you can just talk about being seated with him in the heavenly places, right? And that's your seat, and you can know that's your seat. And when the enemy comes along trying to get you all huffle-puffle confused, you don't have to have part of that, right? But I want to take it even a step further, because my goal is not just to sit there by myself and somehow become secure. You know what I really wish would have happened? I wish I would have been like, well, I know I'm seated where I am, so obviously these seats aren't for them, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up and I'm going to help them because I am confident, I am secure, I can show them where they're supposed to be seated. But rather than doing that, I became so internally focused on my insecurity that I didn't rise to the occasion and help anybody. You know what I'm saying? Insecurity is so dangerous because what it does is it gets us wrapped up on this internal coil that God, God's taken care of. That's the beautiful thing. And that's the only way that we can really minister is from a place of security in him. And therefore, we, yes, can be secure in our walk. And when other people get all concerned about that, that's fine. You can't determine people's reactions to you. You just got to do your best to do what God is showing you. Walk that out and do it confidently. And listen, the whole world around you is going to get, you're going to have all sorts of different reactions. And God's speaking this to me. And I'm like, praise the Lord. Because to be honest, you guys, as a leader, man, just, just as a leader, you know, even just teaching something that God shows me to teach that, that, that I'm a little bit afraid of how people might respond to it, that takes care of that fear. This will do the same thing in your life. If God has shown you to speak something forward and your security is founded in him, listen, then you can confidently get up 
And you can confidently do what you're called to do. And you can confidently seat with him, sit with him in the heavenly places. But you can also confidently help people out. Isn't that beautiful? So that was really, really, really quick. But I hope that does something. I hope that gives you a visual, you know, of what this all looks like. And I would encourage you that if you find distasteful thoughts towards yourself being something that, that you think or that, that, that's coming forward, I would just ask Holy Spirit to make his love for you and, and who you are in him more of a reality up here. Because as you receive that, that's when transformation is really going to happen. And that's when we can confidently be seated enjoying life. Praise the Lord. Did you know God wants you to enjoy life? He doesn't want you sitting there hating yourself. He doesn't want you sitting there all huffy puffy. No, he wants us to be receiving from him and dishing that out and doing all of that confidently. And if people spit in the mashed potatoes you put before him, guess what? Hey, man, that's not on you. You're just doing your best to show people the love of God. Amen? Hot dog. Cool. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.